The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. Loving your host, Loving That Sports Talk has always, always got main man cold. DJ, you that Terry? I'm here, love. Yeah, guys, I'm our main man, Glove, Glover. Glover San Diego, right? What's happening, baby? 60, 64 today, sunny 64. Expecting rain in the afternoon. <laughs> well, while here we got hit with this big old snow and all that, so, hey, I'll take that 64. Will you, Terry? Hey, we 53 out here, love. I ain't complaining. <laughs> Oh, so y'all try to gain up now today, huh? <laughs> of course. <laughs> well, guys, before we start off with uh, well, we have our main, main thing, so I want to get into, you know, like uh, a little bit of a couple of free agency that I've seen that was going on. And my whole thing is, you know, is these players, you know, they've got, you know, coming up free agent, might have one year left. These teams are not loyalty. I mean, we talked about loyalty, you know, it's all about getting that money, but you know, I think I argue with Glove about it. I haven't talked to you yet, Terry. Get your feelings, but you know, once you start off, Terry, then we go with Glove. But you know, this thing with Daryl Reeves for the Jets. You know, New um, York just ain't got no loyalty to him. I mean, I know he's been hurt last year, but when you each year, day in and out, Terry, and you perform like he did, do you sign him? Yes or no? That's my question, you guys. Well, you know. It depends on how you look at it. If you're looking at it from an owner standpoint or a coaching standpoint or a player standpoint, um, you know, we can't forget that we're on the outside looking in and, and we sit and we say, well, all these guys holding out, why are they holding out? They want to negotiate the contract. And I've even complained about it. But at the same time, if you're going to show that team some more loyalty, then you would think that they would show you loyalty in return. Um but now we've got cap. We've got, you know, i got to pay this one. i got to, you know, steal from Peter to pay Paul. So as an owner, do you sign him or do you not? I mean, it's, it's, it's altogether different. I, as a, as, a, as a fan of the game, knowing what he's done, knowing that nobody usually throws to his side of the ball, absolutely I'd sign him. Well, you know what? You're right, TJ. But for me, it's like this. The world we live in today is a what have you done for me lately. And you're right. It's about either ownership, coaching, or player. But we're talking from a business a business side is what have you done for me lately. Was he, was he a great corner prior to his injury? Yes, he was. But now he has a 
a torn, you know, he tore his knee up. So we don't know what's going to happen once he comes back. Is he going to play at the same level he played before his injury? We don't know. It's the unknown. My thing is this. Drew Brees in San Diego a few years back before he went to New Orleans, he hurt his shoulder in the, in, in the playoff during the contract year. Did the Chargers want to sign him to big money? No. He goes to New Orleans. He gets the contract he wants. The rest of history is Super Bowl. So it's one of those things. You either take a risk and it could pay off long term, or you take that risk and it could be a bust. Yeah, yeah but, I mean, all right, let's talk Let's talk opinions. These are only our opinions. You look at it, we can say, you know, from the owners and, and players, yeah, we all know that. But what I'm talking about is if you go day in and out, each player, you know, players get hurt. Like you say, gloves, you breathe. And look what he did, you know. Uh, and look how he played, you know, that game. But after he came back. So you tell me, just because a player injured, you won't take that chance? I mean, it backfired on um, San Diego, right? Of course. Well, yeah. but, but it did. Go ahead, PJ. Go ahead, Bluff. No, no, uh, no, it did. It did. San Diego's kicking himself in the butt. But that's one out of how many before him. You know what I'm saying? Nobody, nobody wants to take a risk. Or, or invest a whole lot of money in the unknown. It's evident. Think about it. You get older and you're not injured. They try to cut your salary or try to push you out the game. So why would I invest all this money in a guy that I'm unsure about? Yeah, and, and, and I agree. I concur with that. And, and another thing, I mean, he's got to, he's got to work out for me. If I'm going to sign this guy, I want to make sure that he, you know, he's going to be able to, to perform and do what he's, you know, what he's capable of doing. Um, so, I mean, we I, I don't know if, if he's done any workouts, but, you know, we've got to realize and understand that everybody is not an Adrian Peterson, and that is a, a, a miracle what this guy has accomplished, and everybody is not going to come back from an ACL like that. So, well, guys, let's do this. I hate to cut y'all off, but I want to get the show back rolling. Actually, we got two callers on the line. We'll take them both, and we all will be on, and we're going to all discuss this. There'll be a little discussion up there. You guys like that. First, we got Rick Henry from Kentucky. Yeah, I'm here. Hey, how you doing, Rick? I'm doing great, man. Doing great. How you doing, love? Good, good. Got Glover on the line and got Terry Jackson on the line, Rick. Hey, fellas, how y'all doing? Good, how you doing, Rick? I know. Uh, we got caller. We get them all on, right, D? We got Sean Wiggins all on. Hey, Sean. I'm here. How you doing, Mr. Robin? Good. Well, we got Rick, Glove, and Terry on the line. Okay. Thanks for having me today, guys. Uh, well, my question, you guys, how you doing yourself there, Mr. Rick Henry? Hey, Wig. Well, my question, uh, we all panel, so we all blurt out. If you got question, Rick, or... Or Sean, or, you know, Glove and Taylor. Let's get it. Let's yeah, start off with. I got a, this is Rick Henry. I got a quick comment. Um, I'm here in uh, Louisville, Kentucky. My son's high school team is headed to the state uh, state uh, championship there. So I want to wish them a lot of luck. It's Ballard High School out of Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, got, some, got some really good players on that team. So go wish them good luck as they're on their way to Lexington, Kentucky for the tournament. And that's your son, Rick? Yes, it is. Oh, that's good. I mean, if he plays like you, <laughs> he's going to be a good athlete. Well, I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Well, before we end the show, we'll get that shout-out to him again and let everybody know where he's at in the game. 
Is that good? He goes to he attends Ballard High School in Louisville, Kentucky, and uh, they're they're headed to Rupp Arena in Lexington, Kentucky, for uh, for for the state championship. Well, we're gonna have to get you on next week. Let us know how they did for for the championship, Rick. Okay, yeah. okay, yeah. I'll make sure I keep you guys posted. All right, well, well, good luck, Rick. Wish him luck, man. Good luck. Okay, well, well thank started. you, thank you, fellas. With the panel today, I want to talk and. Um, there's a big thing going on. I think, you know, you guys, we know about it. You know, we talked last week about women, guys, about sports, and Danica Patrick, our women. So let's get this out. I'm kind of appalled. I use a big word. I Googled that last night. I was up all night uh, trying to find out what that means. Well, I'm glad you brought that up, Mr. Levin. I cut you off. I got to go here real quick. That's why I called in. Okay, go ahead and get your question, question here. In, and I got a question for all you guys on the panel. Um, I guess my question would be, how was this young lady uh, able to even attend the combine? What were the steps? What were the uh, procedures? And how was she able to even get in that position to be on national TV? Uh, the young lady is 28 years old, um, you know, so well-to-do of being out of college. So I'm just curious of how she was able, how she was even put in that position, considering there's been previous females over the years that has actually kicked that Division One colleges in actual games, and I've never seen a lady of her status at a, at a combine to where a father's kickoff was 19 yards. Well, I think Love might have an answer for it. Go okay. ahead, Love. Start it off. Well, what happened is now the NFL had these regional combines, not the big combines, but they're regional. And a lot of people didn't know about them, so what they did was she came along at the right time. By her, you know, she's a soccer player. She's never kicked in high school. She never kicked in college. She's always been a soccer player. So to bring attention to these regional combines where they charge these people like 300 bucks to perform okay. in order to get a shot at going to Dallas for the second big combine. So you have to qualify regional, be one of the people, then they ship you to Dallas for another combine, which is outside the big combine in Indy. So how else do you get media attention to the combine? You bring somebody different, which she was gotcha. different. She was 28. Okay. She's never played, you know, football or anything like that, but somebody boosted her up to go try out. You're absolutely right. She got there, which which what happens normally when people don't perform up to a performance. She kicked an 18, 19-yarder, which was nowhere near the 60-yarder she said she was going to kick, kind of like Mante Tail, James Lovin's boy. Right, was right, to a okay. And he ran a 4.82. So <laughs> they used her as a pawn to try to get out and get the media out, because once she got there, I guess it was just crazy with media attention. So it was just something to promote okay. the NFL a little bit more. That's all it was. Well, was well, thank you for that answer, Mr. Glover, because I was very, very uh, confused. I, I I couldn't really piece this thing together. You know, I've been catching ESPN and, and uh, bits and pieces. You know, I hear all different kind of stories. But I was just um, uh, very, very um, in shock and, and amazed how someone of that caliber – can even be in that position. But once again, it sounds like it goes back to media and money, M&M. You know? There you go. So the me- that's the, the media line, and, and the money. Which is, which is okay. It. I mean, that's, I understand that, that's what our world is. But um, at the same time, I think they could have um, got it out in the media with just uh, a better kicker. You know what I mean? That's basically what I'm getting at. You know? You're absolutely right. So, Are you still on, Rick? Um, I want to throw another quick question out here, guys. I know I'm kind of Russian, you guys. Ahead, um, now with this uh, lady going into um, getting this exposure, 
uh, with the NFL Combine, what I foresee here in the future, you know, I've been a long-time high school football coach, I see that um, females are going to start um, spreading out to different positions, too. Pretty soon you're going to see wide receivers, I think, at the um, um, female wide receivers uh, ready to compete, you know. And not saying they, they won't be able to do that one day, but do you guys agree that that's possible here in the, here in the future? Well, I think it's possible, but at the, at the rate and the speed of the game, it's going to be very short-lived. I, I, I don't think it'll it'll come to fruition, but I mean, but sure, I, I, I'm sure they will probably start trying out for different positions. Okay, well, especially when you kind of get money and media involved. You know, I guess a nation would love to see uh, a female, you know, in in the uh, football arena. You know, wait, whether she's whether wait. she's a good player or not. You know. Wait, not to cut you off, but let's be real. You know that could never happen. It shouldn't happen. You can't see well, no woman like that kicker if she missed I, that kick. Or I agree. I agree. But at the tackle. same time, we're now 2013, let's say year 2020, you know what I mean, to where you may get um, a female that can go out there and, and, and um, I mean, she may have 4 or 5 speed, high 4 four nine speed, and, you know, can, can uh, catch a long ball. You know what I mean? Yeah, but love, once you get hit, that's that, that, not right. going to happen. I, I don't exactly. Think I, we, we all know that we played the game, but at the same time, like Mr. Glover said earlier, for this media attention, for this media attention, I mean, there's no contact at the combine, right? No. Right. There's yeah. no contact at the combine. So if you're a female and you, and you say, hey, I can play wide receiver, can I get into this combine? You know what I mean? And then you get that national attention. You know, all the sponsorship and everything else. So, yeah. I guess well, we, have, we have to take a break. We don't need to stay on. But you look at what you did when you was at Cleveland, when you were going out for the permit term. They knocked you always in the stand. I ain't want to bring that up. <laughs> now, why we got to go there? Why we got to bring up my little short lived career? <laughs> but do you think, my point is, if you miss that kick, am I right, Terry Glove? That girl got to make that tackle. You know, there's no way she can, when, a, uh, when these guys are running towards her, make that tackle. That's what I'm saying. With, well, I know, but based on what Mr. Glover told me earlier about this young lady was a soccer player, so she never, now correct me if I'm wrong here, did she ever even play in a football game ever? No. She's never, never. played a down of football in her life. Okay, she's so that's what I'm saying. So could this branch out to different positions just besides the kicking? I mean, if someone's um, at a camp, a non-contact camp, a female, that is, and um, she goes down and catches a 60-yard pass, you know, one or two times, you know, and she shows decent speed, does this now qualify her to um, go to these pre-combines or even the combine in Indianapolis? Yeah. And, Love, well, I, 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 I agree that. that that will probably no. happen. But I think we will never see a female in the NFL. I, I, I don't believe we, we Well, guys, can. let's take a quick break, and then we'll come back. We'll finish this. We'll take a break, but we'll come right back. we got to finish that. we still got to talk about when we use at Cleveland. Not, yeah. We'll be right back. Okay. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. 
Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to youth and high school football, listen each week to Coach Al Gross at First and Ten Football. Coach covers vital topics relating to the latest trend on a national level. Join Coach as he interviews personalities from the NFL, NCAA, and the top high school coaches from around the country. Catch all the interviews and get in-depth information online at www.firstand10football.com. Your national resource for youth and high school football. First and Ten Football is Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Sports. Sports continues to grow and evolve to ever-increasing prominence in today's society. On All Around Sports, host John Inglesby will connect with the leading newsmakers from the sports world, including players, owners, and fellow sports journalists, discussing the top news and events that are relevant to sports today. John will also report from and offer his experience of the world's top sports events. Tune in to All Around Sports with John Inglesby, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with loving that sports talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. Uh, this is James Lovell back with Loving That Sports Talk. And, Sean, before you go, kind of, we talked about some today. And you kind of got looked at um, Good Morning America. Can you right. talk to the panel what was said on there, and then we comment about that? Um, about what was on this morning at Good Morning America? Yeah, how they said it's going to be it was a downgrade to women and what she did. Yes, they they, they have former um, female place kickers that actually kicked in college games, and their message was the young lady that they put on national TV at the combine was pretty much a setback for women of the future who want to be serious about kicking at the higher level. I mean, with her getting on national TV, kicking off the football 19 yards, she did two kicks, one for 13 and one for 19. Uh, one of the young ladies just said she thought it was a disgrace and she couldn't believe that the um, media or the NFL, whoever's in charge of the combine, even allowed that to even be on TV like that because it's going to be a setback for women in the future. Well, you guys think of that, Terry Glove. Well, I guess it depends on how you look at it. Um, you look at this combine, you got hundreds of players there, you got coaches there, you know, you, your nerves is up. And, I mean, who knows why she did what she did. Maybe this girl could make a 60-yarder, but we'll never know because we didn't see it. That doesn't mean she can't do it. Um, she messed up, but do I think it's a downgrade to females? No, I don't. And I don't think it's going to make them make it any harder. It's just like with anybody else that goes out and performs at the combine, whether you're a male or female. Um, what about the guy that ran, you know, look at Manti. Uh, can Manti really run a 4.6 or a 4.4? Maybe he can, but we didn't see it. That was disappointing. So it's the same thing, I think. 
What yeah, do you think, but, Will? But you talk. Well, he, Terry, you talk. Go ahead, Will. Will. Go ahead, let me, let, me tell you, let me tell you a quick story. When I was in high school, which was 1982, we played against a school that had a, uh, a female. And um, before the game, you know how you do your pep talk? The coach walked up to me and another guy on my team. We were playing linebacker. He said, whatever you do, you better not hit that girl. So, of course, what am I going to do? You know I had to get her right. You know, you know. I had to find her on the field and put her on her butt just because I wanted her to know if she was going to be out there with the boys, she's going to get the same punishment that the boys get. You know, now, right. did I get a flag? Did I get a flag and have to run? Of course, but I want her to know that if she's going to be out there, ain't nobody going to take it easy on her. And that's what's going to happen with any other girl. Think about it. Men don't want other men to take their job because it's a job. You know, it ain't fun no more once right. you getting paid. It's a job. So those guys have problems with younger guys coming in or other veterans taking their jobs. So do you think they're going to let somebody of a different sex come in and, and give them a break just because they're the first woman? Or should we give them a break because they're the first woman? You know, right. what do you think these guys racing cars think about Danica Patrick? You know? Right, right, exactly. That's a good point. That's a good point. Sean, I'm going to question you. And you guys are in the comment after he comment. I mean, when we talked, you were saying it was a slap in the face that she got to go to this combine. Like, when you were saying all these elite players that she'll go, they get to go. But I know it was confirmed now. It's like what Glover said, you know, paid team. But still, like Glover saying, what are all these other players saying? Hey, how's she getting this trial and we not, you know? What do you exactly. think? Exactly. Right. That's, um, I mean, that's, that's a good point, too. I, I, the only thing I can think of is, you can kind of relate it to like the is it the Title 19? Is that what it's called now in the college level? Where you have to allow females to um, be able to participate as well. I mean, I just think they just open the doors for a lot of issues to um, come up. I mean, I think there's gonna be a lot more women now trying out. I mean, you got the opportunity to um, to uh, be on ESPN basically for doing nothing. Hey, it's like if you're a female, why not do it? Why not get that exposure? You know what I mean? Let me ask, let me ask you guys a question real quick. There's a female in professional sports right now doing a job that we don't ever hear anything about. We heard about it when she got the job, but now we don't hear anything about her. Do you know who that is? I do not know. Uh It's the NBA referee, the the, the, the African-American female referee. That's right. I did see her on TV before. That's right. That's right. You can't, you, you know, we, we sit and we talk about, you know, there are certain places where we might feel a female is able to be and, or, and not to be. On the football field, I do not believe that is a place for her. But we don't ever hear anything about this female in the NBA because <laughs> she don't take no crap. Uh, she does a good job, and she's right there with everybody else. But she's a female refereeing NBA games. That's a great point. That's a great point. Okay. But, but, okay. Well, well, listen, gentlemen, yeah. I'm about to get off the line right now. I appreciate all your advice and, and all your answers, and um, good luck to all you guys. Good talking to you. All right. Thanks for calling in, All right. Yeah, but, hey, hey TJ, let me, let, me, let me piggyback on what you said, Okay. Think about we don't hear anything now because now it's been probably five years, three to five years or six years or somewhere like that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But think about all the scrutiny she went through that first year. Absolutely. Follow me? 
every every game she refereed in the first year she was in the league, think about how much every call she committed was magnified. Right. You know, it was like if you watched any of the games when she first started out, because I did, if you watched the games when she first started, every call she made, the commentators had something to say about it. Right. You know, or, well, if a male, you know, well, if, if that was so-and-so, I don't think he would have made that call. But because, they're not going to say because she's a woman. They would say, well, because she's new, she really doesn't, she don't grasp how it's done just yet. Right. You know, she don't understand how to make certain calls. So, yeah, at the beginning it was like that. But now, we're so used to it now, it's second nature. You know, that's mm-hmm. why we're bringing up this kicking thing, because it's the first time we've heard about it. Right. Ten, ten but, years but, from but, now. Let me ask you this. Do we, do we look at her as a female ref, or do we look at her just another referee? Well, uh, that's the difference, as you're saying, and if somebody trying to play football there. Because well, I, I understand that. It's totally different, uh, Love, and I, I totally agree with you. But I'm, I'm, I'm just, I guess my point is with, with Danica Patrick, if Danica Patrick goes in and she starts winning races and she starts performing like apparently she's supposed to be able to perform, are we going to look at Danica Patrick as the female driver or are we going to look at her as just a normal driver? You know, I mean, quite frankly, when when the guy goes start your engines, uh, drivers and Danica, I, I think that was uncalled. Okay, okay, I let me that was that was totally uncalled for. Let me ask you this, and Glover, let me know if you've seen it too. When you see Danica Patrick, you want to go to Danica Patrick. She always got her racing gear zipped down. Am I right, Glover? Okay, we've had this conversation already, <laughs> Danica. Look at the the beauty the beauty with Danica Patrick, and if there's any women out here. They'll, they'll whatever I can give a you know you know how I feel about it, but the thing is just right here, and the same thing with this girl kicker we're talking about. If she'd have been some big old fat chick, it wouldn't have been no news. But because right. she was nicer looking, it was news. But Danica yeah. Patrick, thank God she can drive. She's a she's a heck of a driver. But but every time you see her in her shot, her hair is done. She's sunglasses. Her jump suit is zipped halfway down. So are we talking about racing? Are we talking about sex? Same thing. Right. Let me let me get another one in. Same thing with Michelle Wee and golfing. She was that young Asian golfer coming out, but she was good looking. Sorensen and those other female golfers that had been around for years and years and years were upset because she was getting more notoriety as a as a rookie golfer because she was young and pretty, and she was getting more money for what she was bringing to the table than what these older golfers was bringing to the table. So what you're saying, TJ, you're absolutely right. Yeah. We've got to understand Danica Patrick was a sex symbol since she started. It was this GoDaddy.com. And you, you, you look at any of those commercials and, and stuff, I mean, they're, they're, they're very attractive, very provocative females on there. Well, that's what she's representing, absolutely. But we, we, we take her from that GoDaddy.com and we put her in a – in a race car. Now, the, the woman can drive. We, we've got to give her credit for that. But, again, are, are we going to eventually see her as just a driver, or are we going to see her as this, you know, good-looking uh, hot chick that's in a race car and, you know, looks sexy in a jumpsuit? Let me let me, let me jump you real quick. Let me jump in real quick, love. Okay. How long did it take Tiger Woods to become a golfer before he was a black golfer? And then that's how long it's going to take Danica Patrick to become a racer 
before she's a female racer. Yeah. <laughs> well, guys, we're yeah. going to take another break. When we come back, we're still going to continue because I want to know, I mean, will it be a slap in the face down the road for these guys or is it going to be more women continue to say, hey, I can kick. Why, you know, can I get a tryout? You know, then where it's going to go. So we're going to take another break. And then we're going to get Terry. We got to get Terry off that political answer. Come on, Terry. Whatever. You don't know about no denim fashion. You know she's, she's a horrible. Come on, T. Let's get it out there. We'll be right back. We got to get T out of his shell. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Tune in to a show about making a comeback and what really goes on behind the scenes with your favorite athletes and beyond. Listen for The Comeback Radio Show with Tony Farmer. A lot of people believe what they read on the Internet, hear and see in the media, and on the news. We're going to give our guests the chance to tell the real story without the extra hype. It's not just sports, although that will be a focal point of the program. We'll also look at the world of celebrities, music, modeling, and more. Listen every Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Sports. This week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, that's presented to you by Outdoor Channel. On this week's program, we'll have deer expert Dr. David Samuel and shed dog trainer Jeremy Moore. Hey, we'll also have deer biologist Grant Woods and the host of the Bucks of Tecamonte, David Morris. When we talk about shed hunting. And it's all brought to you by Outdoor Channel plus Ram Trucks. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with my sports talk. TJ, you there, T? I'm here, Love. Love, you still there in that weather? Yes, sir. 64. You keep Funny. on. Terry going to catch up with you with that weather. Keep <laughs> on. Yeah, that ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> well, man, back to what we were saying when we were off the air, we had some good comments. And I think, you know, I was trying to tell Terry, you know, we were saying that these, you know, the women, yeah, it's good, but it's never. I don't think, you know, I don't know about you guys, it's ever going to change to where women got to get the respect. I think you guys were talking about, you know, Danica Pratt, 
Seneca, uh, you know, the guys that's going to be competitive. I think you said it, Ted. They're not going to let her win, are they, Terry? Well, I don't, I don't think, you know, I don't think they will. I, I think she's going to have to, uh, you know, to develop on her own that style that that's going to propel her um, on her own, not not without any help. And it, it's going to be tough for her. It's going to be tough. What do you think, Glove? You know what? I, I agree. What, what you got to realize is consistency brings about change, and if she starts winning on a consistent level, then things will change. But like TJ said, in a in a male-dominated field like race car driving is, I don't think it's in the best interest of the race car industry to let her mm-hmm. let her come in them, them top positions. I think it's okay for her to be out there, and, and it could be taken the wrong way. And and from now, you know, time to time, she'll place in a higher spot. But once you break into that top five, you know, it takes a lot of work, a lot of maneuvering, and a lot of teamwork. And I don't think people, you know, those guys are ready to uh, allow her in that club yet. Are we saying, I mean, you know, this is a question. Are we saying it'll be okay for uh, Brittany Griner from Baylor to trial for the NBA? Are we saying that guy? No, absolutely not. You That's said why we have a women's tough. league. Did you not say it's a woman tough? They can play it? Yeah, she's not that tough. I mean, come on, love. Now, I, I just come from a couple of games. And uh, watching it live is totally different than watching it on television. Now, uh, these these guys are, are men. Uh, I know Brittany's 6'8", but so is LeBron James. Now, uh, that's that's no. It's not going to happen. So, <laughs> well, isn't football way more tougher than basketball? That's what my point is. What would make well, it, them feel that they could play? That they could. I don't, I don't care if it's kicking, holding the ball, or what. It's still a rough game for a woman. Well, you know, it's a different physicality in football than basketball. You got to do remember, you know, on any given play, you're you're going head-to-head with someone else is always a collision or multiple collisions going on on the football field, you know, velocity and impact, you know, create injury. And you have big and small running into one another. Now, to talk about basketball, yeah, there's sharp elbows, there's other things going on, but think about it from, from this aspect. You could take the best girls in college, and we're not going to even put them against the Washington Wizards because the Washington Wizards will blow them out. You could take the best female basketball players or the best WNBA basketball players and put them against the worst NBA team or the best college team, and it'll still be a mismatch that from the men to the women's point. You agree with that, Ted? I totally agree. It's just it's, it's different. And when when you're talking about a men's sport and a woman's sport, and head-to-head competition, the physicalness is just different. Look, think about it like this, love. Everybody in the NBA can slam duck the ball. How many yeah. women in the, M- in the WNBA can slam? One, I think. You know what I'm saying? So, no. so now we're not talking about height. We're talking about vertical, which is part of your physical being. If, if you can't jump, how are you going to defend? You know, who who in college is seven foot tall? And and here's your boy, Dwight Howard. Name can Brittany Griner hold Dwight Howard in the low post? 
Well, and, and that's still to my point, though. What I'm saying, Glover, you say y'all saying the two sports are different. I agree, but it's still a sport that you know, a lot, a lot rougher than a one sport. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Right. I mean, we look at you know the lingerie. Yeah, they hit, you know, and then do all that, but it's not like a hit hit that you're taking the NFL. You, you guys know what I'm no. saying? Yeah, and and you put, you take Brittany Griner, and you're talking about physicality. You put her at six eight against LeBron James at six eight. You take uh, uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. and you put him in a car, and then you put um, Danica Patrick in a car. Well, okay, they they're in two vehicles, but these guys are going head to head. So it is. We can't compare that. Yeah. So, and back to the question for you guys: Have they opened up a can of worm by letting this girl try out? Have they got? No. No. I, mean, I I I don't think so because there's just. I mean, there's too many steps that that she probably won't make in order to be on an NFL team or to to, to even get drafted. It's just too much. I'm saying try Look out. At, I'm saying try Look out. At Rick. Rex Ryan, a bringer into the Jet camp, or Jimmy Jones, a bringer into Dallas. Those two clowns will do something like that <laughs> for the sake for the sake of media attention. Now, is it the right thing to do? No, she's not. When you're, you keep saying physical, James, she doesn't have the physical prowess. Prowess, excuse me, to even kick a field goal. She kicked an 18 or a 19 yard field goal with nobody around her. Now, what's going to happen? Because remember, she didn't play football. She was a soccer player. So what's going to happen when there's 11 guys running at her making all kinds of noises? If you can't kick in front of a camera, what's going to make you kick in front of a crowd that's cheering and, and, and 11 guys approaching? What we need to, what we need to listen or, or the question that we need to ask is this right here, and I'm going to leave it alone because we spent too much time on it. The question we need to ask, she's a soccer player, is she the best soccer player on her team? And how many goals is she scoring? That's what we need to ask. Yeah. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. yeah, but you still talk about you need to ask that. You got to find out where does she play at. Anybody can play at the rec league, you know, play soccer and kick the ball in 10 times a goal, and then you feel you can go out to an NFL team? Or, or let me give you another one real quick. Was she on any of the last two Olympic soccer, female soccer teams? Because yeah. aren't those the best soccer players in the world? "Quote unquote," female wise. So shouldn't she have been on the? She's twenty eight. We've had eight. She should have been on the last two female soccer teams. So that's the question we need to ask. Yeah, but you know, I'm still. Well, I was trying to get to the question was, you know, did they open up a can of worms? So you tell me that if another woman come and want to try out, they're gonna say no. Then you open up a can with a bunch of lawsuits. Am I right? Well, I, I don't know. You know, like I said, them trying out, I don't think it's going to be an issue. But I just, I don't think it'll go very, any much farther than that. Uh, what's a, what's the problem with letting them try out? Is it, you having a problem with that? Because I don't have a problem with that. I mean, <laughs> if, if a woman thinks she can be a receiver, well, go out there and show me what you know. I mean, it's just a, a, a combine, you know. <laughs> hey, hey, love, think about it yeah. like this. When you had, you know, the best corner that you played with on your show that week, you know, that time before, yeah. um, he said he said it took you a while to get off the line of scrimmage. He said he was a shutdown corner. He said you guys couldn't even get in your route. So you're talking about a physical a, a physical specimen here in a female. So if men 
can't get off the line of scrimmage or get into a route with a man, what's going to make a female, a physical female, able to run a pass route? There's, there's, two, there's two answers to that, Glove. I'm going to answer two ways. First way, you was talking about somebody that get beat every day, and that was like breakfast toast. So, <laughs> so that that was <laughs> that was hey, toast he, breakfast toast. He called that, himself a shut down corner. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> so that's 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 the first answer for that one. That question with that shut down corner because. <laughs> Uh, second thing, and, and I totally agree with you, Glove. Like you said, I do too, Terry. You know, you don't mind and care if that's fault, but like Glove was saying, if you're going against the Dora Reeves and what he do against the other guys trying to get off the line, there's no woman can get off, you know. And, uh, and it's just not going to go that far. But I think, like you said, everybody was saying, it's the media to sell, get people out and get a lot of newspaper, you know, and all like that. And, and you're right, Glove. And the first time I think I'm going to agree with you, Glove, it's only two crazy owners stooping up that. <laughs> oh, and you know it's got to be somebody from Dallas. So, you know, Glove, you said you said something that made me smile. <laughs> we got hey, we talk about that. We gonna leave that woman alone. We gonna get a bunch of women that we call in. But anyway, go back to um, actually, I wanted to get on like you guys were saying, but like all these guys with free agents that's leaving it. You know, um, you know, Daryl Reeves with the money and. Flacco getting all that money, and how they gonna be able to find Antoine Bolden? There's a lot of free agents like Mike Wallace that's for the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, um, if you got a great player like that, you let them go, guys. What are these teams thinking? It's just I don't get it. What do you think, guys? Well, you, you got to look at what they can get. I mean, you got Reggie Bush; he's gonna be a free agent. Ed Reed, right. you know, one of the greatest safeties. Uh, Michael, or um, you got Brian Urlacher who's probably on the, the, the downhill of, of his career. I mean, how much money are you going to want to pay these guys, and, and what more can they offer you? Um, I think Ed Reed is probably going to be the best, um, and I, you would like to think that Baltimore would want to pay him. But, hey, it, that, that's what free agency is all about. Glover, what do you think with that? No, no, I'm with you. I'm with you on that, TJ. you got to – here it is again. We got to look at it from a business standpoint. What's best for the team isn't always best for the owner and the, and the general manager. You know, you come off a Super Bowl, you would think you're resigning all your guys, but they're not trying to because they paid they paid the quarterback. You know, and, and I'll give it to you again. Hey, Tom Brady took a pay cut, but we don't see Wes Welker signed yet, so. No. It's not about it's not about the players anymore. It's about the front office, the organization. Players are the last thing on the list, you know. And then think about it. Also, all these guys we're talking about, they're all getting long in the tooth, as they say. These guys are six years, seven years, eight years in, so they're on the. Not saying they're going down, but they're on the top of the mountain. With one step, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. why would you sign somebody long term that's older? In Darrell Revis's case, he's injured. I, I can't until I see him work out, or until I see him consistent. I can't give him thirteen million dollars a year. Yeah, but, but, but I mean, Glover and Terry, y'all make a point, but 
you got to look at that. I keep going back to when um, the Bulls was doing what they was doing. And they had that team, and everybody kept saying, why they don't sign them again, you know, and get another one? When is the point it's enough is enough where you got to build and get rid of some of these older players? I think you said, Terry, you know, they're a little older. Do you keep them? I mean, or do you let them go? And, Glover, your point was he's injured. He's going to come back. When do you? When is enough is enough? I mean, enough, enough, is, enough is enough, love, is when you start losing. Okay, and, and, and I take you back to San Antonio. And, yeah, San Antonio, it's been a while since they've won a, a, a title again. But look at those players and look at the production with Ginobili and Parker and, and um, uh, what's what's the big guy's name? Tim Duncan. Duncan. Okay. I mean, Duncan's been in the year in, in the league, what, almost 15, 16 years almost? I mean, and he is still producing. He's still productive. And, and they've got the best record in the league. Why would you mess that up when, when you're always going to have a chance to get in the playoffs and win a championship? Well, that's you know, I mean, you, you, you give up on guys when they're not winning, when they stop winning. Glover? Well, no, I agree, TJ, but the thing, I look at it from both sides. I look at it from the player's side. Hey, get as much as you can while you can. Yep. But then the organization owner's side is, if I don't have to pay and I'm still consistently winning, why pay? Yeah. So as a player you're caught on you're caught in between because you wanna get what you wanna get, but the franchise is saying, Hey, be a team guy, you know, be a team player. You know, don't you know, hey, think about the team first, but yeah. the organization don't think about you. So why as a player should I? As a player, these guys gotta start being selfish. I'm sorry. They got to be selfish. Get as much as you can. While you can, F, F the owner, F the franchise, F the team. Get your money. Because guess what? At the end of the day, you got to pay the medical bills. You got to put your kids through school. You know, you got to do all those things once you're done to be successful and go forward in life. So get them while the getting is good. Yeah. Well, let's go, let's go a little bit step further. We talked about that. Same thing that's going over in New England with Wesley Walker. You know, they saying, you know, they're not going to pay him. He won't get paid. Brady took his break. They don't want to pay him. Wesley Walker, you need to leave, right? But like you say, you know, they could bring anybody in with less money to play that same position, do what he's doing. So is it wrong for him? Is he trying to get his money? Or, is it, you know, if he stay there and try and get a championship, guys? Because the owner's saying, hey, we could pay somebody a million dollars a year and catch 100 balls that Tom Brady's throwing. Is that what they saying? Tom Brady the best quarterback to throw to anybody? Is that what you guys agree with that? Well, apparently, I mean, and that's the nature of owning the business. I mean, you got to shop around and get the lowest rate. You know, if I can get a two or three year guy coming in in um, free agency that can do what Wells Welker is doing, well, I'm going to do it. But you know, whether Brady took that pay cut to pay, you know, Wells Welker or to keep the team together, uh, he ain't taking that much. Okay, and if he don't get it on the front end, he's gonna get it on the back end somehow, some way, um, because he's gonna get paid. Well, it's like it's, it's like this. You know, I gotta say something crazy because you know there's people out, there's people out there listening. You go in the bar on Friday night. It has nothing to do with football right now, but I'm gonna come back. You go in the bar on Friday night. There's a short girl with no boobs. There's a tall girl at the bar with big boobs. Who are you going for? You going for the tall girl at the bar with the boobs? If you like boobs. 
But my point is this right here. They're thinking in that system in New England that anybody could play that spot that Wes Walker played. If, you, if you're listening, Amendola, which is another guy similar to Wes Walker that played in St. Louis, he's a free agent. So they're not worried about signing Wes Walker because they know in their mind Danny Amendola's out there and he's cheaper. So would they love Wes Walker? Yes. Has he been productive? Yes. But you also got to look at they got all those tight ends running around the field in New England. They got Tom Brady running the, throwing the ball to him. So there's a there's a little, you know, compatibility with Wes Walker and Tom Brady. But why am I going to play this guy that's been injured these last few years all this money when there's a younger guy that can do the same thing for a third of the cost? Not but only yeah. that, who's the running back? What's the running back's name they got from the Jets? He's play, he can play the same position Walker's playing. They can just move him right into the slot. Um, what's his name? Long hair from Shadron. I don't know. Sean Green, I don't know. I'm trying to think of I know um, who you talk about there. And actually, he did pretty good there. You're right. Yeah, I mean, he, he basically plays the same position Walker plays, just out of the backfield, so he can play that slot. Well, I, I kind of think, you know, and I hear you say it a lot, Glove, that, you know, you always bring up the injuries. They're going to have these players, am I right, they're going to have injuries. They're going to come back. You know they're going to come back. Why is it so, you know, that because of the injury, you don't want to get this player this money, you know? And I think you said a lot of these players, most of them, I haven't, I haven't known nobody had an injury that didn't come back that didn't perform good. Maybe you could tell me somebody, go Terry. Somebody that had an injury and, and came back and didn't perform well or didn't right. perform well? Didn't, didn't perform well. Oh, well, I mean, the list was probably immense. <laughs> right. So I don't think injuries, because they got all this technology to come back, you're going to play, you know, what you, what you normal, I mean, you might not be. You know, super superstar, but you'll be superstar. You know, so why should that be a big thing? But but you got to look at the thing. What they're looking at, love, is this right here. These guys are trying to sign sign long term deals. Now, if you want me to, I'll look it up. But most of these guys that come back from an injury, they have a two or three year window. You know, you think about Priest Holmes when he was in Kansas City when he hurt himself. You know, he he was he was great. You know, then two years later he was out the league. Think about Sean Alexander when he was in Seattle. He was rushing for 2,000 yards a season or 1,500 yards. He got injured two years later, three years later. He's out the league. So these guys are trying to sign these long-term deals, you know, for big cash at the later stages of their career when the franchise isn't trying to do it. And like I said, I'm not mad at the franchise because it's a business. Yeah. But isn't like I think Terry say uh, Darrell Reeves was twenty eight. Terry, I think that's what you said he was. Yeah, I'm not for sure, but somewhere yeah, he's, he's young. Glove, even his younger part of the years, and you know, like Ed Reed, I, I listen to Ed Reed. He said he had like two years left. I can see Ed Reed point. I mean, the team point not his time, but a Darrell Reeves glove where every he's been in the league, I think six years, and every year he he was a shutdown corner. I mean, last year, I think he, that year where he got hurt, but. You know, I mean, how can you not sit there and say, let's get this man, you know, four years? I don't understand. Terry, good luck. Well, like, again, love, it's, I mean, it's just, you know, it's on the owner, man. It's, it's what they want to pay, what they think. It's a business. 
Sometimes it's a lucrative business. Sometimes it's not. And, you know, you're putting your money on a guy who was injured and you don't know what he can give you. I mean, you can't blame somebody for saying, I don't want to take that chance because it's all the chance. I mean, you know, it's no different than getting first-round draft pick and then he get hurt in in uh, preseason or, or whatnot and, and out for the rest of the year. I mean, you just never know. It's a chance you take. And, Glove, I think I go back to your point, and it's kind of funny but sad, but you got to look who you're dealing with, too. You're dealing with the Jets, homie. Ryan, then you're dealing with that other guy, you know, or Dallas. Right, Glove? Yeah, man, you're dealing, you're dealing with you're dealing with a, with a, with a, the owner of a circus and a ringleader. You know, Rex Ryan being a ringleader and Jerry Jones being an owner. You know, you're dealing with ego. And, and that's what, you know, we got to continue to look at. We're dealing with egos here. You know, a guy, even though he thinks he's hurt, he still thinks he's the best corner, which he possibly is. But until he get back out there on the field and perform, we don't know. All we can go off of is what he did the season prior to this. Now, I don't, like I said, I don't have a problem with anybody getting their money because the window is small. But realistically, you got to understand that if you're injured, you're not going to get what the market dictates because of your injury. And and like you got one of you guys said earlier, everybody's not Adrian Peters. It'll be interesting to see what happens to RG3 when he come off this injury, how long his window is that he yeah. performed or the level he performs at. And let's not forget, the Rebus held out before. Was it two years ago? Yeah. I mean, he held out. And that may have an effect on, you know, on you getting a contract. You know, I mean, when he wanted to renegotiate his contract, um, and they did all that when it was on hard knocks, and, 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 and they were trying to get him to come down and, and get it going. Uh, he missed a lot of time. So that, that also probably plays a part in, in them deciding on whether they want to extend his contract or not. And, and I guess that's probably be the first one that I see, Terry. You know, the one with um, Glover on RG. I think he'd probably be the one I don't see coming back from, you know, injury and do it, you know. Or maybe he's going to have to change the way he plans. You don't think RG3 will come back and do well? I, I don't think so. I don't I don't, I don't. don't see it. Well, I happen to disagree. I, I think he will. Number one, he's got youth on his side. Number two, he's got determination on his side. And, I mean, he's going to want a big contract as well. I mean, I, I really like RG3 as a, as a competitive football player. I mean, I think he's a, he's a, a coach's player. And, and I think he will give all he has, and, and I think he will be successful when he comes back. Uh, I don't think this is going to stop him a bit, I, and I'd be a bit surprised if it did. Uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm telling you, that RG3 is a different cat. Well, we got two minutes left. Go ahead and tell what you think. I just think, I just think Terry, I agree with you, and, and I hope you're right, but I think he's going to rush back trying to beat Peters, Adrian Peters with what he did, and I think it's going to set him back further. I think if he takes his time coming back, for me, sit out next season, make sure he's healed up, learn learn the offense a little bit more, I think he'll have a longer career. But I think he's going to try to rush back and prove a point to people that he's if not better than Peters, you know, and, and I think that's what's going to hurt him. But you know what else I think, Glove? I think he's got the same work ethic as Adrian Peterson. I, I, I right. do. And, and I hope he doesn't come back too soon as well. And I think you're 100% right. If he comes back too soon, yeah, he's going to re-injure himself. But if, if, if he's got that work ethic like Adrian Peterson did and 
he can come back and he can stay safe for five, six, eight games, um, it's going to be a hard road. Well, guys, we're out of time. I want to thank you again for another great week. Uh, talk about why women should be in sports. <laughs> well, I'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks again, guys. All right, love. Take care. Love and love. Hey, have a good one, TJ. <laughs> That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com.